listening to an extra shot episode on the Project Zion podcast, a shorter episode that lets you get your Project Zion fix in between our full-length episodes. It might be shorter time-wise, but hopefully not in content. So regardless of the temperature at which you prefer your caffeine, sit back and enjoy this extra shot. Welcome to Project Zion Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Peter, and today is an extra shot to talk about the upcoming Sunstone Symposium, which begins the evening of Wednesday, July 29th at 7 Mountain Time and runs through Saturday, August 1st, and includes a Sunstone Worship at Community of Christ hosted by the Salt Lake Congregation on Sunday, August 2nd at 11 Mountain Time. So our guest today is Lindsay Hansen-Park, and many of you are familiar with Lindsay from other podcasts, as well as earlier Project Zion episodes. Lindsay is the executive director of Sunstone and an all-around good friend of Community of Christ. So hello, Lindsay. Hi, thanks for having me back. We're so glad you're here um, for a lot of reasons, but first, because some of our Community of Christ listeners might not be familiar with Sunstone. So To start off with, let's do like a brief couple sentence recap of what the Sunstone Symposium is all about. Okay, so Sunstone has been around for almost 45 years now, and it started off uh, actually at Berkeley. Um, There were a bunch of young theological students who were Mormon, LDS Mormon, and they wanted to study their faith tradition in the ways that they saw that their classmates were doing so. So they saw the vibrant studies in Christianity and Islam and all of that. And they, and they thought, why aren't we doing more of this in Mormonism? And so that's kind of how the idea of Sunstone was born. They started off with the magazine where they could have students submit articles on uh, a more deep and thoughtful, intelligent discussion of Mormonism than you would get at church, for example. And so over the course of uh, the 45 years, Sunstone has had an interesting relationship with the institutional LDS church. And depending on what generation you come from in the LDS church depends on how you view Sunstone. So there are generations that think that Sunstone is anti-Mormon, and there are generations that think Sunstone is too pro-Mormon and probably everything in between. And I would say, yes, we're all of those things. Uh, And more. And more. We're an open forum. We've been around uh, for a while now, and we are one of the only places that I know about in LDS Mormonism where you can talk and interact with other branches of Mormonism without fear of judgment or censure or anything like that. So there, there are other more LDS uh, organizations, historical organizations, and things like that. But Sunstone is broader than just the history. We talk about art, politics, uh, social issues, all of that at our conferences. So when you say other branches of Mormonism, that includes Community of Christ, probably on one end of the spectrum, all the way to fundamentalist sects on the other end of the spectrum. So when you say all varieties of uh, the Restoration tradition, you mean all varieties. Yes, and it's actually historian Steve Shields uh, doing really good work. He he was the one that identified over, I think he said, over 487 
extant expressions of, of the restoration or Mormonism. And I mean, I would say, and counting, I hear about new ones every day. And part of my, one of my weird hobbies is following different branches of Mormonism. I just think it's so interesting to watch new breakoff groups emerge. Community of Christ is one of the front runners for the original church, right? Everyone thinks that they have the original church, this direct line from Joseph Smith's church. Growing up LDS, we certainly think that, that ours is just this continuation. But really, there is no original church. Joseph's church you know, in Missouri was a different church in Nauvoo. It evolved. It was different. And out of that, you know, are born new traditions and new things. And so Community of Christ is one branch and LDS is another branch. And then, of course, there are lots of fundamentalist branches. And that's been an interesting experiment to get folks like Community of Christ in the same room with folks like the FLDS, the polygamist group considering your long history (laughs) with those topics of polygamy. It's very controversial. It's been, um, it's been a wonderful experience to be able to meet folks from all of those different branches and to sit across from them and to engage in conversation and, and um, for that matter, to buy all my sister's Christmas presents from their booth at Sunstone, which I'm going to continue. We have the the FLDS. So FLDS is kind of, an umbrella term for all fundamentalists. It stands for Fundamentalist Latter-day Saints, but there is an actual church incorporated in the 1970s called the FLDS, and that was run by Warren Jeffs. Everyone knows them in the prairie dresses and the terrible documentaries of, you know, him being in prison and being a pedophile and things like that. But there are folks from his church who are good, you know, kind people that want to live their religion. And so they come to Sunstone and they make delicious jams and jellies and crafts and, and cool aprons and apron. Yeah, they can. sew. Uh, they're very much, uh, people have compared them to the Amish, I guess, if you have mm-hmm. no point of reference, they are very isolated as far as they don't have internet or television, although they all have smartphones now. So I would say they do have internet. I've seen a lot of FLDS on Facebook, which is a new. Yes. Yeah. As I have, I have friend, FLDS friends and other uh, fundamentalist friends on Facebook, which is odd for me to even think about <laughs> at this point. So it's not for you guys to be called more like when we at Sunset, we have a tagline that we say there's more than one way to Mormon. And the strategy behind that catchphrase is to try to invite people to rethink Mormonism. Everyone associates it with the LDS church. um, And it's not historically accurate to just include the LDS church. Mormonism is an umbrella term for the restoration. But Community of Christ, you guys have a really complicated relationship with that term, Mormonism. Yes, we do. We're more comfortable with with the phrase we're not Mormon. So that's, <laughs> that's part of our DNA. We're working on, on, on how kind of negative that might sound. to. Well, some. LDS aren't Mormon either, according yes. to our, our new Well, that's true. Not president. anymore. <laughs> not anymore. According to your new prophet. That's true. Okay. Let's get back to the symposium because we could banter like this forever. So what's happening this year at the symposium that's of note for people who might be um, wondering about it? Well, why don't we talk about the thing that I've asked you to do? 
Karen knows that if you're my friend, then I just ask my friends to do <laughs> That is true. Uh, Karen is on our board along with Robin Linkhart. And so it's been so lovely and comforting to have Community of Christ women who I just value and look up to be on our board at Sunstone and kind of model model how to be women in leadership. And so I've asked Karen to chair our keynote. We Every year we open the symposium with a lecture hosted and sponsored by the Smith Pettit Foundation. And what they do is they give us a grant every year to pay for a Gentile or a non-Mormon <laughs> speaker to come and address a Mormon audience. And, and the idea is that we can have, you know, this new uh, seed of information from, you know, from a non-Mormon thinker. And so this year, our Smith Pettit lecture, we're really, really excited for is Dr. Bart Ehrman who is one of the leading New Testament scholars. And Karen is going to chair that for us and introduce him. So I'm Which looking I'm pretty excited that. about. Yeah, he's going to talk about the history of heaven and hell. We're actually really lucky because he was going to address the Smithsonian with this talk. And then because of COVID, they canceled. And he said, should we just do that one? And I was like, yes, that's the one we want. We want your Smithsonian talk. So that's what we're going to get. And I feel really, really lucky. And I'm so glad that, you know, you get to introduce him. Oh, gosh. And I've read several of his books in the past. And I am starting the book that we're talking about where he talks about heaven and hell and hope to get it done before uh, Wednesday night when I introduce him. But yeah, that's a very exciting thing. So why, why Dr. Ehrman? Well, he has been someone we've been trying to get for a long time. His his studies on the New Testament have been really influential to a lot of faithful Mormons and a lot of ex-Mormons as well. His uh, studies of Jesus in the New Testament and, and just the Gospels in general have been kind of radical thinking for some someone who grew, grew up in a very uh, literalistic Mormon view of the Bible. And yet it's also compatible with faithful Mormons because it does take a different, quote, translation, if you will, of the of the scriptures. And I would just point out that that lecture is going to be free. The Smith Pettit lecture is always free and open to the public. So always Wednesday night, our opening lecture is open to all this year, since it's virtual, is going to it's going to be hosted on our Sunstone's Facebook page. And if you register for the conference on our app, so anyone can tune in. If you're listening, I would tune in seven o'clock mountain time, uh, on Facebook, and you'll see Karen's beautiful face and Bart Ehrman's beautiful face. Excellent. So other than having to be on video, I'm looking forward to that. So Sunstone Symposium is different this year, obviously, because we are responding to COVID-19 and all of the restrictions that we have, and you guys went with an all-online conference this year. So what can I expect from a symposium, a symposium, giant seminar uh, online. What What's happening there? Well, every year at the end of July, it's, we always have our conference. So it's become, you know, for 45 years, the, the symposium has been going on for almost 40 years. You have people, it's a tradition. At the end of summer, they come to this conference and it's usually, you know, 2000 people in the Mountain America Expo Center. And you have a program where there's eight concurrent sessions and you have to pick one and miss the others. 
And with COVID, we were thinking, what do we do? Do we just cancel or do we make it online? And I have to give a shout out to our events manager, Grace Poole, who is literally a miracle worker. How she's been able to pull this off and transition it is wonderful. And she's done that with help, with the help of a volunteer, complete volunteer, Trace Rogers. So Grace and Trace, those are <laughs> and uh, they have moved it all online. So we, you know, initially I'm not very creative, I guess, because I was like, well, we could have people pre-record it and put it up there and, you know, people can choose what videos they want to watch. And Trace and Grace felt like doing it live would be more interesting and capture what the symposium is about. The symposium is not just about hearing a lecture, having new ideas exposed to you. It's about interacting with Mormons like you or Mormons that are not like you, different Mormons. And so we tried to find a way that we could do that. So it's going to be all online. It's $75 for the three days. So after the Smith Pettit lecture, that's free. Then you register and you get 120 sessions. And instead of choosing one concurrent one and missing the rest, you can choose your live session that you want to watch at each time block. And then you can go back and watch all the sessions. And we're going to keep the app live for you know, several weeks after. So you'll have plenty of time. It's going to be like, you can go interact live with everyone those first three days. You can ask your favorite scholars and historians questions in the Q and A's. We're going to have uh, social events on it too. We have some, what we're calling decaf clatches, coffee clatches, where you can pay $15 and have a one-on-one with Greg Prince, you know, or me. There's, we're doing one (laughs) with me. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to find ways to make it social. So we have a Whova app, which would be on your tablet or your phone. And on the Whova app, you can have spell Whova. So that's W H O V A. Yeah. uh, W H O V A. And what's really great about that is that's our regular conference app. So it's the app that we use every year, but this year you can stream all the sessions through the app and you can start chat rooms. Let's say you're hearing a Greg Prince presentation and he says something that really intrigues you or makes you mad or whatever. You can ask a question in the app live or you can create a discussion group around it. And so our discussion groups are always really popular on the apps and you never know what you're going to get. You're going to interact with all different kinds of people. So that's going to be really cool. We're going to have some contests and some, you know, fun fun things going on. And then we're going to end with sort of a concert of a bunch of different Mormon artists who have submitted their musical talents. So uh, it's just a fun way for everyone to be introduced to Mormon scholars, thinkers, poets, artists, musicians. And then at the very end of the conference, we usually do a local church at the Community of Christ. You guys host us in your Salt Lake congregation. And that's become a really meaningful thing to a lot of people because a lot of LDS people don't have a lot of interactions with Community of Christ outside of Sunstone. And so they come and then they attend your service and it's always really great. So you guys are going to be hosting that virtually as well. So maybe we will. Carla Long is the uh, pastor at the Salt Lake Congregation and she has been planning that. And like other years, it will include the Sacrament of Communion. And uh, we do online communion in Community of Christ. So we, the church has made provisions for that. So it will be a wonderful experience. 
Yeah, I'm excited about that. And I think, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be virtually, but with any of this, it's going to be an experiment for all of us. But I do think so far, I've been really, really impressed with the technological capabilities that we do have. I think we, I mean, having 120 different sessions, which means there's at least that many speakers, having to figure out the technical side, we're talking every age range and generation, every uh, sort of capability. I can't believe we're going to pull it off. So everyone fast and pray that we'll pull off this miracle. <laughs> I think we will. Uh, Community of Christ, we have some sessions. Do you want me to talk about some of the sessions? Yeah, I was going to ask you for our Community of Christ listeners who may be thinking, why would I do that? Go to that. I'm not Mormon. Um, how does Community of Christ, how are we represented at Sunstone? Well, like I said, uh, our goal at the symposium is to have people under the restoration tradition interact with other people from the restoration. So we have all different kinds of representation. So this year, just as an example, we have Locke, Lachlan Mackay, mm-hmm. who's going to present on Nauvoo polygamy and the RLDS church, which I'm really excited about because normally we just hear about polygamy from an LDS perspective. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a big deal. Um, I believe John Hamer is presenting. I can give you the, I should have had this. Uh, we ha- Well, so Robin Linkart is going to host a an interesting panel of former LDS apologists. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this, Karen? Mm-mm. So, tell more about it. Okay, so we, uh, in LDS studies, we have Mormon apologists who you know, argue and sort of defend the church. Sure. It's a vibrant community. A lot of money and scholarship is put in defending things like polygamy and our race uh, ban with the priesthood in the temple and things like that. Well, we have a panel of former apologists, so people that worked in apologetics and dedicated a lot of time, energy, and commitment to it and now have changed their mind. Mm-hmm. and one of them is in the state presidency of his LDS ward. And so I was trying to think, you know, it's a very male dominated space. And I was like, who do we know who could, who could navigate the discussion and knows all the issues. And it was Robin. So Robin is going to host that, which I think is going to be a really interesting crossover. Mm -hmm. So she's going to be involved there. Like you said, uh, Carla Long, I'm trying to see, should have had this up. First thing, we have um, we have a lot of things talking about the history of the early church that will appeal to Community of Christ members, mm-hmm. since we all have shared history. So we have, uh, there's going to be talks on different accounts of the first vision. There is going to be Mormon poetry. There's going to be um, talks about navigating faith crisis, crises. Let's see. Um There's also one that I think is really interesting with Gina Colvin and Katie Langston. They're going to be talking about growing up LDS and then converting to a different tradition. And as you know, Gina Colvin is Community of Christ now. So she's going to talk about that, you know, transition for her. 
uh, yeah, there's just all kinds. I'm just looking through the program. It's like, you and know, historically, we've had lots of different folks participate in presenting, right? Bill Russell has presented at Sunstone for years and years and years, as you said, yes. Steve Shields, um, Dale Luffman, lots of different people have participated in different ways. Also, we have things that appeal to across the spectrum. We have Thursday night, we're going to have um, our first ever keynote in Spanish by Marta Vasquez, who is going to talk about uh, being a refugee to the United States and her work with refugees now. And that's something that we haven't done before because we haven't had a large Spanish-speaking audience, so we worried about about having no one come to the, you know, the mm -hmm. presentation. But now that it's online, we have actually have two presentations in Spanish this year. One is also by Anya Tinayero, who's in Mexico, and she's going to present there. And that's what's kind of cool is we have people presenting from all over the world. We have um, Ken McFadden, who I met at Sunstone UK, who um, is from, I think, Scotland. And he's going to talk about his experience with actually the LDS and Community of Christ. We have people presenting for Simon Southerton on Book of Mormon. Oh, he's wonderful. Yeah, you you met him in Australia. Yeah, yeah, he is he is really wonderful. I really enjoyed him. And um, Community Christ people, you really should tune in for that. So yeah, and then we have Gina Colvin from New Zealand. So you know Anya from Mexico, a lot of people from Europe, and I, I mentioned John Hamer, but I just I I have his title now. He's talking about restoration scripture as a lens to view the Bible. So. Anything John Hamer touches is fascinating and turns to gold. So I'm excited about that. But yeah, we have um, representation from Community of Christ from LDS. And then we have Christ Church, who is a fundamentalist group that always participates. They're giving some presentations on uh, their history and their interpretations. We actually have um, people talking about Freemasonry. and early Mormonism mm -hmm. and how it affected Mormon mourning tradition. And I say mourning with a U because mm -hmm. our, our theme this year for our symposium is grief and gratitude. And so a lot of people are going to be talking about that. And I would recommend on Friday evening, our keynote is going to be Fatima Saleh. She is a woman who started out LDS. She's now moved on to a different tradition. Um, but she's, she is a reverend, classically trained at Duke University uh, the Theological School, and she's going to be preaching on grief and gratitude in Mormon doctrine in general with the Book of Mormon. And so if you haven't heard her, she's absolutely worth listening to as well. So lots of things that would draw folks not only from the Mormon community, uh, traditional Mormon community, but from Community of Christ and other groups as well. So hopefully some of our listeners will tune in for the free um, Smith Pettit lecture on Wednesday night and decide to register for the symposium as a whole. It's a wonderful opportunity at a great price this year to really participate um, in Sunstone, if this is your first time. I did want to ask you, you've did, given us a great overview of what it's going to look like, but I wanted to ask you this. What's your greatest hope for this 2020 symposium? Well, as I feel about every year, one of my greatest achievements um, 
that I have helped bring to Sunstone, but I also think that our staff has worked hard at is helping more, more people understand people that are different than them. When I first came to Sunstone and inherited Sunstone, uh, our staff was working with a community of maybe 300 LDS people who had been doing the same thing, talking about the same topics, which is obviously important to them because it, it remained and existed. We decided to shake it up a little bit and include more of uh, fundamentalist churches, for example, and that was very controversial. Of course, Community of Christ has helped us with that because you guys have had your own growth with uh, dealing with Mormon polygamists. And so one of the things that I think that I am most proud of is that we have people who couldn't disagree more on foundational topics of faith and it's and the, but they're both speaking a faith language that they recognize which is mormonism or the restoration and the stakes are so high for them and yet they find ways to be in community together and i've had honestly karen this is the truth but i've learned how to do a lot of that from the struggles the community of christ have um overcome and sort of gone through in your own church and the way that you guys have navigated conflict and all of that have been such good roadmaps for the rest of us. So we've tried to incorporate that. So in the past that I've been really proud of that this year, I don't know what to expect, but I would, my greatest hope this year is that people will, will dip their toes into the online um, version because it's the most easy, accessible, safe way for you to do it. So you can disengage if you're uncomfortable, you can engage at your, your own speed And my hope is that when you're listening, you realize what maybe you can bring to the table. The, the beauty about Sunstone is it's an open forum and we want to amplify voices that need to be heard. And so if you are listening as a community of Christ member and you think, gosh, there's no one's talking about this subject or I want to talk about this subject, do it. We want your voice. We, you, it gives you a whole year to prepare. We have our call for papers which opens September 1st and is open till March 1st. And the call for papers is basically where we say, submit your presentation, whatever your topic is, uh, submit it between September and March. And there's a very good chance we'll allow you to present next year, which we're hoping will be in person. But I think this year, it's just an opportunity to bring it to more people all around the world in a very accessible way. So you don't have to fly to Salt Lake like, like you normally would. You can, you know, watch Greg Prince in your pajamas and interact with Mike Quinn in your pajamas and interact with Robin Linkart, you know, eating lunch or whatever it is that, that you want to do. So I would say just experiment with it. Give it a try and see if you have something you can bring to the table. If there's something lacking or if you feel really strongly that someone said something incorrect or that you disagree with or something that's missing. Well, it's not going to happen unless people bring it to the table. And that's what's so great about a call for papers is we curate some of our sessions, but I could never imagine half of the stuff that we, that people submit because that's the beauty about this community is everybody has their own unique gifts to bring. And we hope you bring them to Sunstone. Beautifully said, Lindsay. And so on that, I'm going to um, 
thank you again for participating this morning. I know you're busy. It's the last week before we start and there's lots to do. But I want to thank you and thank our listeners today. And hopefully some of you will participate in Sunstone Symposium that starts next week. So this is Karen Peter. I've been with Lindsay Hansen Park. This is part of Project Zion Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Project Zion Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast streaming service you use. And while you are there, give us a five-star rating. Project Zion Podcast is sponsored by Latter-day Seeker Ministries of Community of Christ. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are of those speaking and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Latter-day Seeker Ministries or Community of Christ. The music has been graciously provided by Dave Hines. 